Pudge, what time is it's it? It's time for the Chubby Guys Podcast. Woo! Hey, Chubbies, we are back. We've got our boy Kohler. What's the up, the skinny version of Eddie Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get right into it. Yeah. You do kind of remind me of it. You guys got that high and tight haircut. Yeah, you got to cut that out, man. No. <laughs> never never you guys you, you do the more i'm around you it's it's no wonder why we like giving each other such a hard time because you are very any like hey do you want to help develop your child's athletic ability or maybe you want to get off the couch and make yourself a little bit better they earn the day at ap prep look them up ap info nice and uh friendly uh, competition and like to uh, rattle each other back and forth. Yeah, sure. yeah. Eddie can't stand it unless he's rattling on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you have brought us a gentleman, Mr. Brad Weaver, from the Ross County Mountain Lions. So he is here tonight. And you are going to tell us all about uh, something that I know we, everybody's tired of Pudge talking about mountain biking. Well, guess what? We're still going to talk about mountain biking. So this is like um, – how do I want to say this, Kohler? So this is... Um... Hey, are you a business owner looking for insurance coverage? Give this guy a call. You know him. You trust him. Jason Gillum, Gillum Insurance, 740-395-0190. This is for the youth, okay? So the Ross County Mountain Lions are a, a club youth mountain biking team based out of Chillicothe, Ohio, correct? Correct. And are you the coach... So I am the team director for Ross County. Okay. So basically uh, the league that we're part of, it's called NICA. It's National Interscholastic Cycling Association. NICA. Yep. And then out of that, you have your independent state leagues. So NICA itself started back in 2009. Okay. Here in Ohio, we started two years ago. So we just finished our second season. So we are the OMBL, Ohio Mountain Biking League. Okay. So I got started the first year. I helped out coach. And then from there. Hey, guys, on behalf of the Chubbies, huge thanks to Geiger Brothers Construction. Give them a call at 740-286-0800. They've been great community supporters, and uh, they are a friend of the Chubby program. So thank you, Geiger Brothers Construction. Came into the team director position for Ross County. So how many kids make up the Ross County Mountain Lions? So last year we had 11 racers on the team. 11, okay. And those kids are all from Ross County? We have one from Peebles, Ohio. Okay. And then the rest of them are all from either Unyota, CHS, or Huntington High Schools. Okay. Is it is it primarily for like Ross County kids? Or I mean, are you guys looking to get like down into here? It's like give me give me what the goal of this all is. Is it club? Is it is it ran through the schools? What how how's this sure. all work? So ultimately, um, the league's idea is my God, as a, as a parent of an eight-year-old with a family and, and moving through life, the best thing I ever did was download the McDonald's app. What a breeze. Order for your family. Pull up. They bring it to you. Easy. Download the app today from McDonald's. To be a school sport. Okay. So, you know, as the program grows five years, maybe down the road, you've got a Unioda team. You've got a Huntington team, Medina. Individual school teams ran just like your cross-country football just as much a part of the school as all those sports. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, it's based off of what they call composite teams. So since we have so many kids from different schools, that makes us a composite team. Now, once you get up to five kids from one school, you break that off as a school team. So this next year, for example, the majority of our racers are from Unyota. So we will have Ross County Mountain Lions composite. 
and Ross County Mountain Lions Uniota. And all that means is just the Uniota kids will be scored as their own team. Yeah. And the composite guys will be scored as their own team. But as far as we're concerned, we all practice together. We all race together. Wear the same jerseys. We're all one big team. It's just scoring. Once you have yeah. so many kids, you got to break off. Sure, sure. So, so tell tell me about like how do they? What what ages are these kids? So Nika is open to sixth grade through twelfth grade. Okay. Yep. So you got eleven kids, sixth grade through twelfth grade. So you're talking ten years old through eighteen. Yep. All right. So where where are you practicing at? So give what kind of races are these kids? This is mountain biking. Yep. This is legit mountain biking. Um, our first year we did a lot of open field practices, trying to figure out where these kids were. Of course, being so open field practice. Get what is it? What's open um, field practice? We did a lot of the field behind Union High School, uh, soccer fields, open grass field, just working on basic skills, teaching shifting, body position, um, how to handle the bike, basically. Um, you, being need, in, you need that. <laughs> Trying yeah. to keep up with me. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. You need that a lot. It's been a struggle recently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot more aerodynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're getting there. That's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, being in Chilcothy, um, we talked about it earlier before we started recording here. The It's kind of a catch-22. You've got great seal and all the hills around us. It's great when you're in shape, but when you're starting off, it's just it's, it's a little brutal. much. It's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely can be brutal. Yeah. yeah. So we did a lot of off, not a lot of trail practice, but some side of trail, stuff like that. And then we hit the last race of the season out there first year. And the, the races, they get progressively more difficult. And the last race was up at Camp Tuscazor up near Cleveland and Dover, Ohio. Those kids rode that course. And I said, hey, we're riding Great Seal. That course was, I think, tougher than what Great Seal has to offer. That's when I decided if you guys can handle this, we can practice Great Seal. So all season this past year, uh, three or four days a week, we were at Great Seal riding trails, and those kids were killing it. Yeah, and I'll tell you that uh, you know there's been several group rides that we did over this last season as well. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, side, uh, Valley Cycle, you know, put on some rides. Uh, us here, you know, obviously at HBTH show up, uh, and the kids came out on their days where they're not riding part of the team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, to watch the progression, you know, throughout the season as well has been absolutely incredible. Obviously, Brad gets to live it on a daily basis because the amount of time that he's out on the trail with these kids, yeah. teaching them, you know, making sure that they're safe and, and keeping them out there and keeping them moving forward. But uh, having been on the trails with them, you know, several times last year, it's, uh, it's awesome to watch that many kids come into the community that have a, a new aspiration and love for something that didn't exist in the community prior to. And then oh, yeah. seeing the enjoyment and excitement, and then this is how things get, get started. Yeah, and they they're out there rocking and rolling too. So it's not like they're off their bike and stepping yeah. off of stuff. They're they're pushing. So well, you've had recent additions of things like bass fishing teams. You know, down here we've had we've had recently. You know, the two or the, all the local schools have picked up bass fishing teams really? as part of their um, recreational or whatever you know athletic departments. I guess I, I guess it's considered athletics. Um, but they, they have those, uh, I see bowling is coming back you're starting to see bowling teams, which you guys probably always had cause you had a bowling alley. Now we never had it when I was in high school. Uh, really? not, not that I was aware of anyway, but yeah, I Where'd see Where'd you it. go? You knew uh, Zane Trace. Zane Trace. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys should have. I mean, you right yeah. there. But now, so, yeah, they, I see a lot of the kids I know, parents, yeah. kids I know they're, they're that bowling. probably could have started off as a club or, you know, yeah. something of that nature. And then eventually worked in. That's how you, that's how you take these small rural areas and you gain 
another activity for these kids, which could eventually – is there scholarship opportunities in, in mountain biking for – I mean, is there any college? Is there any – Yeah, so long-term, um, there are schools looking at these kids in this league. Uh, there's a couple of professional athletes out there on the World Cup circuit, uh, mostly on the cross-country scene, who came from NICA. Um, Kate Courtney, I believe is her name, is the first one I think of, but she came from NICA, and now that's what she's doing for a living. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, colleges have teams. So, so, so could someone, let's say, I mean, obviously, a lot of our listeners are going to be around this 456 area. Could could anybody in the 456 area probably get with you and maybe get their kid at 6th through 12th grader on your team? Yep, absolutely. So, even if they're from Jackson or, or let's just say Portsmouth or, or wherever, I mean, could yep. they? So, we, had, um, we have teams all over the state, and it's kind of based on, say, you, so someone comes across it and they send a general inquiry, they will get paired up with their local team. So in preparation for this podcast here, um, I reached out to the league and said, okay, what's our definite area here? Uh-huh. And basically Southern Ohio, there's no teams below us to the west of us other than Cincinnati, nothing to the east of us. So long story short, if you're willing to drive to Chillicothe to practice a couple times a week, we'd love to have you. Would you – now as like – I'm just asking. Somebody's going to ask you. <laughs> We're having a beer. I'm having yeah. a Propel. Prater, damn you. I'm beating Jason Prater, by the way, and Koofer. That's what we'll call it. Koofer. But uh, Careful on telling w- them that. Would you, uh, would you be willing, you know, obviously – Obviously, there's probably there would be some requirements, but let's just say somebody calls you in there. I mean, it it is hard for parents to maybe get over to a practice at three o'clock or you know four o'clock if they're an hour away. Sure. Would you be willing? You know, since it is a club type of thing, would you be willing to maybe say, okay, yeah, but we're going to time him here, so they got to get their practice in right. or time this this rider. You know, so make sure they're practicing. So in order to be on this team, you got to be here. Do you have requirements like that? Yeah, or and, uh, we definitely, because of the large area that we're open to, mm-hmm. um, and it's more from a safety point, not so much a time. Absolutely. I can't um, imagine riding somewhere like Great Seal if you hadn't rode somewhere right. like Great Seal. Yeah. So if, if there's kids who say they're in Athens County or Megs County and they want to be on team, we're still the closest team, um, but that's quite the haul every week to come to practice. Three days a week. Yeah. So if you want to come, be on the team, love to have you. Um, at some point, coaches need to see your ride just to evaluate your skills, just Absolutely. to make sure you're safe out there. Yeah. Um, for example, my daughter's racing her first year this year. Mm-hmm. She'll race one, maybe two races, and chances are I'll, she won't race the other two because they get progressively harder. And the goal is to have oh, fun so you and can be, be on safe. This, you can be on this team and just kind of pick your race. Absolutely, yeah. There's five events, That's and they're, cool. you pick which ones you want to do. Um Give me an idea on your season. When does it start? So season, uh, we kind of open in April with some community-type outreach, community events. We got a big fundraiser planned in Chilcothy. And then we actually start practicing in July 1. So that's when you're eligible to practice. Now, of course, that's July 4th weekend. The following week, we'll probably jump into it. You get a month of practice, and then the first event is a time trial in Asheville and for for your field. And that is – first week of august or so and that's that's great that's a new a new idea they did that last year every 30 seconds a kid goes it's not a gr- it's not a mass start like typical it's every 30 seconds one kid goes and that establishes start times and what that does is allows when we're actually in our mass starts for our first race you've got similar skilled athletes bunched together 
Yeah. So you're not getting kids run over or anything like that. Um, yeah. Safety is a. You're flighting them, kind of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Safety is a big, big priority. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, I wreck all the time. <laughs> I mean, you, you, I know you have wrecks. Oh, absolutely. I, we I had mean, a kid. Our, our first, very first year felt so bad. This kid, great kid. Um, stuck with it. Came back this past year. But the start gate, like I said, it's a mass start. You've got 30, 40 plus kids. I've seen They it, say yeah. go. Kid got caught up. He was in the outside lane. Gets caught up in the fence. Breaks his ankle. Yeah. He's been practicing for a month or two, getting up to this. And the season was over. So what, what kind of bikes? So if if you were a parent, and you were looking to get your kid into this. Your ten year old, your sixth grader. I mean, where where are we going bike wise? What are we doing? So it's tough when you don't want to discourage um, anyone. You know, bring what you have. The key is make sure it's in safe working order. Um, good brakes. Good brakes. You need gears, uh, knobby tires. Other than that. Not a lot of gears. Not a lot of gears. Um, my daughter's bike currently has seven. I'm working on fixing that because I don't know that that's enough for her. But at the same time, some of these first races, especially these younger kids, they don't they don't know how to shift. They might have twelve gears and they'll stay in one gear the whole race yeah, too. But yeah. um, you can do it on single speed. I couldn't. This guy might be able to. I couldn't. Well, he's <laughs> we have one coach who does. Uh, pretty impressive, but. Yeah, bike-wise, whatever you've got, um, if you don't have something, we've got loaner bikes on the team. But, yeah. That, I think that's going to be the biggest hurdle with the bike industry It's just getting – because, you know, we talked about it on the show. I mean, you know, I've been the guy on the Walmart bike trying to go in the woods, and I'm telling you, it's just not going to – it's just – it's borderline unenjoyable. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's And it's – unenjoyable compared to compared to going out yeah and can be unsafe yeah t- um, take your honda civic and go mud run it and then go buy a four-wheel drive truck <laughs> and then go right. mud run it and see which one you have a better yeah. time in yeah. you yeah. know that's yeah, the comparison yeah. I mean, there's there's sticker shock i mean i just got back into mountain biking we did it with, with all the guys in school and stuff and i got back into it in 2017 I got my first hardtail. I think it was seven hundred dollars. I'm like, man, that's oh yeah, that's man. absurd I, I know. to spend. And this one didn't even have full suspension. And now I'm like, you wouldn't touch it. You bike. wouldn't. T- well, I miss it. I got rid of. It. I miss it, but it wouldn't be my only. But it wouldn't be your main bike. Yeah. Um, and you see that too with some of our student athletes. Their first year, they're like, ah, this is what I have. I'm like, it's that's beautiful. Come ride, have fun. And their parents, you know, it's like, ah, I can't see spend that much money on a bike. They do it for a year. They they see how much their kids love it. The yeah. parents, some of the parents try with us as coaches. It becomes a family thing because everybody can ride. Yeah. Um, and then these kids show up this season with bikes I'd like to have someday. Yeah. Um, it just it <laughs> well, norm, it normalizes. Show it. me a hobby. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's if it's uh, bass fishing, you got to go out and buy you a boat and all the gear. If it's golf, you've got to go out and buy. I mean, you know, show me a set of clubs that you're not going to have seven hundred to a thousand dollars in. If if you take it serious, yeah, you know, absolutely. if you're not taking it serious and you're just going to go out one or two times, then go out and buy the Walmart bike. You know, go buy that cheap set of clubs. Go buy that cheap fishing pole. You know, but if you're going to take it serious and do it all the time, and you're going to get you know involved in it, and you want to do it, and you want to buy the the better stuff, then you know it is. You, you're going to buy the better stuff, you know, but show me a hobby that you don't have to do that in. Right. And 
any sport too. School sports. Sure. I mean, your football. My little one just started wrestling. I thought that would be a relatively inexpensive one. Nope. Um, <laughs> any school sport, you're going to spend two hundred dollars on a pair of cleats these days, which is absurd. But yeah, any sport your kid's going to do yeah. if they like it. Yeah, I you mean, do what it you can. all costs money. I mean, you know, that's like I was saying on that call the other day. Though the good thing I I have noticed about the bike, other than the bike purchase, other than that, it's pretty well free. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I After mean, you buy the bike. Again, depending on the type of riding that you're doing, you know, and depending on... Don't you tear know, your shit up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I've, I've been, you know, uh, a, a guy that's done that several times, and that can get costly. Well, but, you're uh, a trinket guy. <laughs> you, he can't leave one alone. I mean, he, he's got more money than he knows what to do with that's, 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 that's why I bought the one I got now, so in that way it's just done, and I don't have to mess with it You anymore. still mess with it. You changed bars the last time we rode. <laughs> well, you got to tell everybody everything, huh? Well, I mean, well, he had to keep up with me. He was worried. <laughs> yeah. He could, he could exactly. whip it around there. He didn't have enough leverage. That yeah. is a valid point. If I could, if I could go back to my first mountain bike i bought when i got back into it and just buy what i want now yeah i'd saved so much money but oh i fought it for between four or five bicycles yeah and again i mean depending on the type of riding you're doing yeah you know, we'll determine on what type of gear you need so i mean you know a lot of us don't go out there with elbow pads you know some of us will ride with the knee pads some don't just depending on how confident that you are out there obviously the more you're protected obviously the better but to your point you know that stuff becomes kind of nickel and dime kind of things in comparison to the big purchase, which does happen to be the bike. It's kind of like, yeah. again, we on that call the other day when we were talking about, you know, instruments or yeah. you know, moving through a progression, yeah, guitars, you, you yeah. know, buying a guitar and it's 15, it's 17, three, four, five grand, you know, yeah. and then you got your picks and your strap, you know what I mean? They're $3 for a pack of picks and, you know, yeah. you know, $48 for a strap. I, I mean, think the first guitar of, I bought was eighty nine ninety nine. you know, and now I play Gibson. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it's the progression of mm -hmm. what, you, you know, if you get into it, it's just how far do you want to take it, you know? Yeah. So on, on as far as the team's concerned, you know, in, in lieu of what we're talking about kind of with the bikes uh, in general, do you feel like that, you know, out of X amount of races throughout the year, that there are some that would then be a little easier for them to kind of partake in and to kind of get their, their feet wet with inside of, mountain biking when it comes into the younger generation from again ages 10 to 18 yeah. and then from there you know season two or three you end up taking you know a scenario where maybe you upgrade a bike or get something that might be a hand-me-down or a pre-owned or something like that Absolutely. that would give you the ability Absolutely. to get out there and and do more or you know take on maybe some more aggressive trails as well i mean for example the first race of the season after the time trial it's at john bryan i don't know if you guys have ridden there before you could ride it on a bmx bike it wouldn't be the most enjoyable, um, but it's flat. Not a lot of rocks and roots, um, but you could ride that on anything. And then from there, you either, our first year went to Bailey's, nice and flowy. You don't need some big full suspension. And most of these kids don't have full suspension bikes. Yeah, they're 80 pounds, too. Yeah, that and, yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot of parents and a lot of kids. They see a lot of us coaches have them because we're older. Yeah. We like, Yeah. we have money. We want to be comfortable. Yeah. Uh, these older, these younger kids too, though it's it's a skill thing. Um, you can learn a lot of bad habits on a full suspension bike. I'm 40 years old. I don't have time to. Yeah. I'm fine with learning some bad habits. Yeah. These kids, you know, I want them to learn good habits from the beginning, and a hardtail does that. Yeah. A hardtail teaches you how to ride. It's way more affordable. Mm -hmm. um, I I stress these kids start off with hardtails, and for the audience who maybe isn't more of a mountain bike audience, a hardtail it's just. Typically, you have a suspension fork up front, but the rear is fully rigid. And it just yeah. it teaches you how to pick better lines, 
teaches you to stay out of the saddle, teaches you body you position. You. Yeah. Because yeah. you pay for your mistakes a little yeah. bit more. You're going to feel it yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. It's going to bang around on you a little bit. I think, you, we, I think we should get you a hard tail. I had one. About it. I had one. I had a Marlin I rode for a Trek Marlin, which is a decent. You can buy that at Trek Marlin for what, 700, 600, 700? So, Trek Marlin. That's, I love that you pulled that, that you brought uh-huh. that up. So Trek is a huge sponsor of Nike. Um, they and they, along with other bike companies, offer mm-hmm. discounts. That Trek Marlin Eight. If any parent comes to me and says, "Hey, I've got like a, you know, buy a nice bike. What do you recommend?" I will recommend that Trek Marlin Eight all day long. It's I think they're thirteen hundred dollars, but if you are a registered Nike rider with your Trek discount, last season they were around nine fifty. Oh, yeah. You're not going to get into a better bicycle with better components yeah. for that much money. Like it's just yeah. And nine fifty sounds expensive. Until you ride that bike compared to the one you came from, yeah. So yeah, they're nice bikes. I mean, yeah. I rode side of trails with with it. And that's that was part of the way. Well, I think I need a full suspension. You know, yeah. <laughs> I got my first full suspension just last year. It's a it was a used one. Yeah, um, me too. And now I'm looking for a new bike next season. And I'm looking at aggressive hardtails. I'm looking at your Common Saw Meta HTs, the new Proof Scouts. Like, yeah, has it got you on a Yeti? I just. Uh, can't afford that color oh. blue. Oh, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll keep working on it. If I'm going to spend that much, it's going to have a motor on it, I think. Well, that's, <laughs> which I'd be okay too. with that too. <laughs> Nothing but, wrong with that. <laughs> but just, I, I like hardtails, taking them off drops and jumps. I just, I'm more comfortable with them yeah. in the air, but I, I'd still have the full suspension in the garage too. So. Anything else we need to cover? Cole, I was pretty well covered it all so where can they find the ross county mountain lions if they want to look look you up right now or look up the team not you per se but if they want to look up information on team how can they do that absolutely uh, just real quick one touch on the budget thing one more time okay um there are scholarships available through the league um through our sponsors like i mentioned earlier we have loaner bikes i just really want to stress do not let the money aspect of it because mountain biking is expensive yeah and there's travel involved with this there's five races all over the state yeah do not let money steer you away from this. Um, we had kids who didn't pay a dime the race last year. Yeah, there are scholarships available. Uh, one kid got money to buy a bicycle. Like, come to practice if you're interested. Come, we'll we'll help them make we'll help them make it happen for you. Yeah. Um, so on that note, um, our Facebook page that's where we do most of our or all of our reach out. It's Facebook.com/slash RC Mountain Lions. Uh, okay. Just look for the team podium uh, yeah picture. we yeah there's a big team picture on the front page because you know the colors no we are uh blue and yellow blue and yep, yellow. yep okay because we are all ross county team so, okay yep all right we got to throw some red in there I we get some red in. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything you want to add no man i think Eddie we're Jr.? no we're great what's going on in the car world oh man it's a it's it's phenomenal and a train wreck at the same time same time you've yeah. been working way too much yeah, I've been doing that for 11 years. Yeah, so. I agree. I, I've known you a year now, and you work way too much. Yeah, well, you I appreciate do, that. You do no, I'm not, I don't mean it as a compliment. Like, you <laughs> you should have that dial, more dialed in by now. I don't know why you work so much. Going. <laughs> he do, took I, it. You I see that? T- he jumped real quick. Oh, thanks, Pudge. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I, I, do it I do it so I can supply folks like yourself with an exceptional experience in the audio industry. Well, yeah, I, and I, if I'm not there, then what? where are they going to go? You're right. You're right. I mean. I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, 
Anything else we need to cover, boys? No, I think we're good on my end. You? I appreciate you having me on. Hey, come back on anytime. Always and, uh, appreciate hope it. to see you out there in the woods this year. So make sure you check check out some of our new shows, folks. Uh, Chad's got the chubby uh, chubby sports takes. Uh, Kohler is an ongoing guest. I'm going to continue to call him, and we're going to be talking mountain biking. He he likes to give financial Bitcoin advice. <laughs> so he's going to be giving you his bitcoin stuff in the mornings so we'll be we'll be doing some of that uh you know amongst other things so uh make sure you hit that like and subscribe button and check out our sponsors see you. easy peasy mm-hmm. nice bam i am on the dime son